This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, my operations friends. I'm so excited to be back with episode number 46. I can't believe we are coming up on one year of never missing one week. And being able to just build such a great relationship with you listeners. So I want you to know before we ever get started today, just how much I value you, how much I appreciate what you're doing in this industry, and how we have been able to lock arms and really blow this industry up, really putting operations experts in the place where they need to be, which is to equip them to really help lead businesses and be a strategic partner. So welcome, welcome if you're brand new. And if you're not, thank you so much for being here. So today in episode number 46, we are going to be talking about how I have found balance during this time of disruption and during the pandemic. So it's been a wild and crazy time, but it hasn't been so crazy that we have stopped doing any of the things that I have found important to me and my life. And so as we get started, I want to let you guys know, I have recently wrapped up a launch. If you're listening to this, we are just getting ready to start round five of the Director of Operations Certification Program. And to this point, on the day that I'm recording this, we have welcomed 10 incredible women of diverse backgrounds, all with incredible project management skills, leadership skills, and are all ready to join arms and up-level who they are, who they serve, and how much money that they make, and do this in a way that's flexible to them. So the industries are all over the board, but their skill sets are really diverse and transferable. And I am just so thrilled to have these 10 women. I expect that we'll have probably a handful more join us before the end of this, but I wanted to give you a special shout out that I think you're incredible, you're in the right place, and I can't wait to serve you and have this community just be blessed by your interaction, your feedback, your input, and the attention that you are going to give to the operations space. So woohoo, I'm super excited to have you ladies. If you don't know, you definitely should know, but living a legacy life is super important to me. Actually, as I was exiting corporate and really getting started in my own personal entrepreneurial journey, I recognized that that was one of the biggest motivators for me because it was a thing that was the most out of alignment when I was in corporate America. So living a legacy life is super important. It is the most important thing. And I had to make a decision at the beginning of this really delicate time with myself and still answer the calling of helping my family, my company, and my students. So it it was a tricky time. It still is a tricky time. I think we're all getting more acquainted and we have a better expectation of what's going to happen. But there for a while, it was really, really, it could have been really dark. And I'm not going to lie, there was definitely those days. So let me start by saying that my life is defined by these particular roles and most likely in this order. Of course, you know, things shift around a little bit, but 
I am a mom to two amazing kids. I'm a wife. I'm a mentor. I'm a family leader. So that includes my sister, my mother, my in-laws, and all of those people that I find call me Actually, they all call me sister. You guys may not know that, but I'm sister to everybody. I'm Aunt Sister or Aunt Sissy. (laughs) So that's part of my role. So being sissy is important to me. Being a housewife, keeping my house in order, keeping the kids, you know, having their responsibilities inside the house, not just me. Being a friend, being a business owner, and being a volunteer. Those are the roles, the eight roles that I find are most valuable to me. I want to live a legacy in every single one of those. And my legacy was heightened and impacted when this COVID made its appearance. I was going to say it's like reared its ugly head and it has been ugly, but it has also been a blessing as you guys probably have reflected on yourself. And just some truth talk here. When this first started, I was super sad and scared. I remember thinking like, I kind of wanted to put my head down in a hole for a while and just say, this isn't happening. This isn't going to affect us. This is, we're going to be totally fine. And the more press that came out about this, the more we knew, the more we could learn from other parts of the world that we as a U.S. citizen were next. We knew that our economy and our culture was going to be rocked and changed, and I could no longer ignore that. So I'm sure you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I bet you felt the exact same way. But for me specifically, I tried to reject it. I tried to hide from it. And then it just got to the point where it boiled over and I was witness to it every which direction that we turned. And so this state is not a normal place for me. And it's not the mentality that I usually go to. So I had to allow myself to feel it. And for all those mindset gurus that are listening to this right now, I often say that mindset and marketing are not my strongest notes, but I will say, I think I've done a lot of mental strengthening, you know, over my lifetime, just different scenarios that I've put myself in, but definitely since being an entrepreneur. And so I just allowed myself to sit in it for a while and it was uncomfortable. I didn't have the solutions. And as an operations person, I'm a solution-oriented person. That's why I thrive in more of a consulting role than a coaching role. Because traditionally, those coaches are wonderful at asking questions and helping you to come and prodding you to come up with the result. Whereas a solutions-oriented person is going to really listen and put the puzzle together for you and then work together to see if that can happen. So that's just, that's a little bit about me, but these feelings. So after I just took the time to deeply feel them and just kind of sort them out, I mean, this is the first time that I was experiencing most of these things, right? So these feelings didn't stick around all that long. And really, there was a day, and I kind of remember it very, very clearly. I was taking a walk and really trying to figure out, like, what does the future hold? How is this going to affect my family, my loved ones, our personal finances, our livelihood, like everything? What is this going to do? And in that moment, I got this burst, like something just came over me, and I was excited. I was totally motivated to see version, you know, Natalie 5.0. And I became really invigorated with how I was going to get back to that same thing that has always lit me up, which is living that legacy life. So here's a glimpse into what I've done to stay sane and balanced during this pandemic. And before I start, I want to 
Just remind you guys that I'm a mom to two teens, Zachary and Emery, and I'm a wife to a man who works in corporate. And when I mean corporate, I mean like executive in the office, <laughs> goes in every single day. And because of those two roles, and, the, and my kids are in grade school, obviously, and I have had the house to myself. And so I've built a business working from nine to three o'clock every single day so that I could be fully present with my family after three o'clock. Both of my kids are heavily involved in sports and we kind of live out in the country. So I'm driving them multiple hours a day. And I absolutely love that part of my life. And that's a part of our life that has really defined us because we spend our nights and weekends either at a gym meet or at a baseball field, a basketball court, or a football field. So we are definitely your typical crazy, overpacked, busy American family with kids sports. And all of those were now like with a light switch done and they define so much about us. So with this COVID craziness, I'll call it, the kids are home. My husband is working from home, which has been a huge transition. Our sports schedules are nada and our trips are canceled. The things that we've been looking forward to, the things that we, that's how we reward ourselves. And so when those things were canceled, it could have been a really gloomy time. So here's what I did. First of all, I got back to the priority that makes me feel the most healthy and sane, and that's prioritizing my health. And during different times in our lives, like health becomes a bigger priority than not, but now I had more time. Honestly, this, you know, I was so sad and disheartened that my kids were not in sports anymore, or at least, you know, for this temporary moment, but I wasn't driving them. 15 to 25 hours a week. And so I was able to recoup that time. And instead of dedicating it to something else, I came back to my number one priority, which was health. And I have walked so many miles, more than I have ever walked. I'm no longer able to, <laughs> to jog anymore. My knees, my hips, like uh, 43. I never expected that I couldn't run at 43. So I've transitioned to walks and long, enjoyable walks, allowing me to get some time away from the kids, my husband, my house, just the craziness of life that is when you are confined with, albeit a great family, but you're still confined in one place. And so these walks have been pivotal in my health. I believe in the month of April, I walked 57 miles, which is like so big. If you looked at my, I use a, an app called RunKeeper. And if you look at my apps, excuse me, if you look at the months before April, you're going to see like 12, 15. And so this was just so much. And it's been something that I've been able to uphold. And I look forward to doing that as we get back to quote unquote normal. Other things that I've done to prioritize my health are to journal. Journaling is one of those things that I've always put at the end of my day, which meant that it happened sometimes. And here's the thing. This is nothing revolutionary, but as I look at the journaling piece, if I don't do it in the morning, what I'm writing is less helpful, less motivating, less encouraging than when I write in the evening. And for years, when I actually carried through with this, I was journaling in the evening. And as I look back over those reflections, it's like, ooh, this is not the best version of me. And so that's another thing that's really changed that I do expect to keep up with. So along with walking, I'll be journaling in the morning, 
And I'm also not a stickler. Like I'm not going to say that I have to journal every single day, but I do love looking back over the growth. Another thing is going to bed earlier. Ladies, I love a late nighttime. <laughs> I love the kid, the house is quiet again. Like I can get back in my zone. And let's be honest, that's the time when I kind of do the Facebook scrolling. I look on Instagram. I look at all the stories on Instagram. I am held captive by these amazing ads that target me like crazy. I, you know, it's just my downtime. It's kind of what I do. And with having this additional space, I've been able to find myself going to bed a little bit earlier. And by earlier, I mean like midnight, not two and three in the morning, which is totally normal for me. (laughs) And again, the kids haven't been having to get up early either because they haven't been going to school. Another thing I've done to keep some balance within myself is just leave it to my kids. Like I told you, they're teenagers and the homework from school and the homeschooling, let's face it, these kids are way smarter than me. I am not smarter than the fifth grader and their homework is so complex. And honestly, there was quite a bit of it. And at first I created spreadsheets. I had check boxes for them every single day and That was fulfilling for me, but it was really, really micromanaging to them. And I remember my son came in and told me that one day and I was like, ooh. And then, you know, no two kids are alike. My daughter came to me and just loved that, the structure. She's kind of like me. She likes the check boxes. I've actually caught her making a few lists sometimes. So I think she may follow more in my footsteps than my son, but I had to let go. I had to not allow their success or failure of completing the exercises that were communicated to them, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about my success. It really had to be theirs. And I let them own that 100%. Another thing with the kids is their activity. So they are both competitive in their sports. And I was not going to beg them to do their practices. And granted, they're having to do them on their own or with one another, but I was not going to go out there and, or I was not going to go and beg them to, hey, go outside, let's take batting practice, or have you worked on the tee today? Like that's, I was just over it. I was done with being that kind of, um, I'll say drill sergeant, because that's what exactly what I felt like in when I described the beginning at this podcast of just the kind of disarray that I was in, the kind of grumpiness and heaviness that I was feeling. I was really micromanaging everyone in the house. And then with the kids, last thing is the chores. I have just set the expectation of what their chores are. They know the expectations of their homework and what they're going to need to get back into their activities. And so I've turned all three of those areas over to them. And we just call this like life schooling. (laughs) This is the way that they're going to understand what their expectations are in life and, you know, respect the commitments that we have afforded them in this life. And so one thing I had to do was just kind of untether myself from the kids' success or failure being attached to me. But I couldn't just do that without really laying out an honest like, here's what's expected. Now it's up to you. And we had that kind of DTR that defined the relationship conversation because it definitely needed to be had. But now I'm a support system to them rather than being that sergeant that's saying, you've got to do this. Where, where's this? What about that? And it hasn't always been pretty. I'm going to tell you, I've got a 14-year-old who is has been less interested in this whole you know, staying a great academic student during this time. And that's been something really new and honestly very challenging for me because it's not a normal behavior for him. 
And since we're on that, <laughs> he is my extroverted child. He's also my straight A, hardworking, typically hardworking kid. And what I've realized, and through really honest conversations with him, he says, Mom, like I don't want to learn at home. I want to learn at school. I like being around people who are learning with me. And you know, he's at that age where he's a man of few words. But when he said that, I thought, you know what? It is so interesting how different types of people are adapting to this. And, you know, as adults, we don't really have a choice. I don't have a choice. I've got to provide for my family. I've got to make sure my kids are are healthy and safe. I've got to make sure that my house is clean because that's the way that we want to live. And those things don't change for me. But the kids, you know, they're in a different mental state than the rest of us. Another way that is probably pertinent to you guys is I've really decided to go big on the business. I have made some really big shifts since February in the business, and I've never felt better, more aligned, and more excited. And I don't just say that as cliche terms. I'm telling you that in the depth of my core, I am more excited than ever to dig into what lies ahead. So I usually launch the certification two times a year and I just, I looked around and I saw people coming to me and I saw applications coming in because my applications are really open all year long. And so I looked and I had five applications that were already in that had not been tended to. And I thought, you know what? Like I have got to reach back out to these people. Why am I waiting to offer another certification when I've got interested parties? And then another couple weeks passed by and we had more people interested. Well, the next time I was planning on launching this certification was in September, which is my planned launch. And oh my goodness, something just came over me and said, we have got a need. We've got people who want to learn and be mentored by me. Let's go for this in a different timetable than I had sketched out in November of last year. So you, ha- I've learned to be flexible and to really just dive into the things that are giving me life and breath at that moment. If you've been an avid listener of the podcast, you know that we've been launching over the last month and it has been spectacular. I chose a new way of launching, which I'm going to highlight for you next week on the podcast, which with a review of my launch, but we launched sooner than expected. We launched in a different way. I did a training that lit me up from my core. I was so much more aligned with the way that that I was showing up during the launch and it just felt right. So of course that has attributed to an overwhelming response of people being interested and has led to some really rich conversations. I have another community. Once you come through the Director of Operations Certification Program, you have the opportunity to work with me in a mentoring capacity. And I had just told myself, during this time, these women need more from me, not less during this time. And so I doubled down on the amount of times that we were meeting. We were meeting twice a month. Every other week we were doing a mastermind and I was really, you know, listening to them. Of course, they have one-to-one access to me as well. But during this time, I put out an entirely new series with 13 trainings over two months. So I didn't just double down. I like I don't know what you call that, but I went way down and wanted to make sure that they had everything that they needed to get their businesses set up, their mindset secured so that they could forge through. They were having the same energy I was having, but they needed support in pushing themselves through. And I am just honored to be able to work with those people in my ops inner circle. Another thing from the business perspective, I revolutionized my program. This 
program, the Director of Operations Certification Program is nothing like it was before. It contains all the same trainings, but we are doubling the amount of trainings. We have added seven additional coaches. So we have an accountability coach and we also have six expert coaches. This has been something I've been thinking about, but I really thought, yeah, 2021 or 2022, I'll get to that. And while I was making these changes and feeling so invigorated, I thought, you know what? I'm going all in on these people because they are the people that are going, like I said in the beginning, we are the ones that have locked arms together who understand this industry, understand the needs, the gaps, how we can serve. And that's exactly what I'm doing. We are adding so much value. It is impossible to say no if you are in the operations space. Another thing that may be helpful or interesting to you is I have limited on my calendar two coffee chats a week because that's about the amount of bandwidth I had. And so I was thinking, you know what? I'm home all day. Everyone is, you know, everyone's got their kids at home and everyone's life is being readjusted. Why would I not take more coffee chats since I have more time in the office? Yes, my kids are at home. Yes, my son's playing and yelling at Xbox, but it just felt right to open up my calendar. So when people would, you know, of course, it's not just everybody, but when people who had an aligned message who wanted to chat with me, I was getting on the phone with them. And this is far before the launch of the Director of Operations program. I was, I'm really talking about just people who would come into LinkedIn. It wasn't just a pitch. It was like, hey, let's genuinely get on the call. We have some things in common. And I have learned some of, of some amazing people. I have had wonderful, thoughtful conversations. And even some of those conversations have turned into deep relationships. And so really all of these things have just made me think, you know what, it's time to get back into the connecting game. And this podcast certainly helps bring those people to me. But nothing like getting on the phone and having real like just in time conversations with people. So I will say all in all this, yes, we have felt the chaos. We have felt the unpredictability of what this COVID crisis has caused us. But in the end, this is how I have really survived. And I don't want to be cliche here, but these are the things that have allowed me to thrive. As I was planning this podcast, I was thinking like, where was I mentally when this started? Where am I today? I can tell you as of May, the end of May, 2020, I feel more on fire for my business. I have refined who I'm serving. I've rewritten my mission statement. I've looked at my vision. I finally see something for myself that is so much bigger than where I was. And I don't know if that would have been the case if I didn't experience all of this right now due to this stay at home and limiting interactions externally. Like, I don't know, all these, the walks, the hours and hours and hours of walks that I've had have given me so much clarity. And I really look at all of this time as a gift. And let's face it, we have faced much tragedy in my life. And I can tell you that, Through all of this, every single day is a gift and I'll never look at it really any differently. So even though I had those moments and that probably one week of really questioning how we were going to survive and and move through this, like it always happens, I did the inner work and the actions which I shared with you today are the output of that work and I couldn't be prouder of where we are, how my family has adapted and (laughs) let me tell you, I am really ready for our sports schedules to start back up again. So in Texas, it looks like we'll probably get back to sports in mid-June. And 
that fills us up. And I will never, ever take for granted the time that I had to help other women build their businesses, but also take the personal responsibility to reflect on mine, to grow in this business, and to get more fueled to really blow it up. So with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, I love to give you guys an ops activity. So instead of just listening to this podcast and having one more thing that you listen to every single week, I want to take what I have shared and empower you to take action. So for your activity, Ops activity of this podcast, episode number 46, I would like you to come to our private Facebook group, theopsinsiders.com. Come in there and tell me what you have learned through this crazy COVID time. I want to hear what you've got because what you may have something that I haven't listed here, but I want to make sure that I am journaling and really reflecting on all the good things. So you may help me. And it's just so healthy for you to do this reflection too, because this has been really invigorating and bringing a lot of clarity to me. Ladies, I hope that this finds you really well, you thriving. And if you're looking for support as a director of operations or an aspiring director of operations, having that project manager skill set, you definitely don't want to miss the additional trainings and conversations that are happening inside of our private Facebook group. Go ahead and join me at theopsinsiders.com and I will be in your ears one week from today. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.